Hey, what's good, people? This is the Option Podcast. I'm Jason DeBiss. This is episode 161. Maybe. I, I can't count. Maybe this guy over here, that guy's that guy's Trevor Crab. He might be able to count that for me. Guys, the episode starts right now. Go, Trev. What's up, man? Thanks How for you? having me. Cool, man. Thanks for coming, man. I'm close, closer to the beach than you thought, right? Yeah, Just, I like it. Yeah, you trip, you fall, you're here, right? Yeah. Um, good parking, ain't no problem. So, what's up, people? I got um one of my favorite people. Everyone knows that uh, it's no secret I'm a bit of a fan of this guy, so it's kind of business and, and personal. We got Trevor Crab in the house. We're going to go split, split camera because I tried to do the switching myself and that didn't work. I had Kristen Nuss and though for a half hour it was just <laughs> fixed on Kristen Nuss. So before we got on the podcast, we we um we had a, a little brief conversation about escapisms. I, I touched on that a little bit. So let's take that and dance with it. Um for me, when because I was a part-time coach and a part-time commentator in New York, but when I decided to do this full time, when your career when your escapism becomes yeah. your career, yeah. I feel you need something else. To, to escape to maybe once or twice a week or maybe yeah. a, a spot or whatever that allows you to come back and function like a mammal and do your job like a mammal. So, Trev, what's, what would be your escapism? Where uh, for me, I mean, it's not getting too far from the beach. It's kind of getting in the water, in the ocean. And uh, whether it's, you know, just swimming or surfing, um, just getting in the ocean and kind of calms me down and set, gets me back to normal and ready to ready to go again. Yeah. Oh, surfing or just swimming? Or? Yeah, mainly. I like surfing a lot, longboarding. Um, I don't really get to do it as much out, of, out here as I'd like to just because we're in season and I don't want to hurt the body too much. But, uh, you know, even if it's just getting down to the beach and in the water, um, that's, you know, one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. I mean, just looking through your BVB page, right? I mean, because... We got to do a little bit of homework and BVB is everybody's like cheat sheet. That's our, our Shakespeare spark notes of, of volleyball. Right. Just on that alone, never mind Myrtle Beach, never mind like all the other tournaments that are professional tournaments. Do you think you played about 2,000 matches yet already? 2,000? Oh, professional matches in your life? Just I mean, just just the stuff that's that's disclosed. Yeah. Alone is that what it looks says? like close 2, to 1,000. No. Oh, yeah. I'm just... <laughs> I mean... It seems like a lot already. Um, I'm only hopefully just past halfway through my professional career, hopefully. Uh, um, so, yeah, I'm ready for more than, than that, you know, mm -hmm. to get going. But, yeah, I mean, I've, I've played a lot of tournaments so far in my career and um, all over the place, you know, all over the world, and all of them have treated me well. I think the reason why I was saying that is because sometimes, you know, over the years, in the main draw, you you have these matchups against some of the same people, different variations, different partners. And I looked at all of the partners you play with. I go as far back as Evan, Evan Silberstrom. Yeah. New yeah. Yorker, Long Island guy, yep. by the way. And yep. now and now the head coach, right, of the Hawaii's beach team. Yep. Big up to him, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, very deserving, so hardworking. And... Yeah, I was just training uh, at their courts this past uh, off-season yeah. over there. Where do they train? Uh, uh, what, at at uh, University Queens? of Hawaii and at Queens. Yeah. But they have courts at, on the campus that I usually train at. How many? Uh, there's three. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's pretty good. Good setup. When I was at LMU, we only had one. 
So <laughs> we we went to Playa. Yeah, yeah. I was John Mayer's assistant um, right. with Betsy and Aaron. And um, Playa was, it was good. And I, th- I thought, honestly, like Gulf Shores, the reason why I thought LMU did so well is because they, I think 75% of their training was literally on the beach with the, these, you know, and you oh, know really? in the winter, you that know helps. in the winter just now the conditions are, right? Did yeah. you train out there the last couple of weeks? Uh, Just Friday was our fir- my first day back here. Gnarly uh, so as trained. F. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as the weekend, but yeah, we trained Friday and it's cold, obviously, and not as fun as training in Hawaii. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I like Hawaii because very much like New York, if it's a humid day, um, yep. the nightlife is good. You could have a roof party and not freeze your butt off. So right. there, there's the same kind of humidity. Am I wrong about yeah, that? Yeah, you're or, right. Because I was there. We, um, LMU, we played Hawaii. So mm-hmm. me and my wife, we, we um, I told John, save, save, save your ticket money. We're going, because me and my wife, we're going out four days early. We want to go to Turtle Bay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, I've never been to Hawaii because right. New Yorkers don't go to Hawaii. We go to yeah. Florida. We go to Jamaica, right? Exactly. So, but um, yeah, so getting back to like all of the partners that you play with, as far back as Evan, I mean, you play with your brother on and off or whatever, three um, three times finals with him, four times finals with Rosie, mm-hmm. John Mayer, you know, one of the more intelligent players and, and um, maybe more of the more detailed players that play For with, sure, but not yeah. very diff- not difficult if you're on the same sheet of music. No, yeah, We're going to yeah. talk about him in a minute. My question is, segue to all of this. Mm-hmm because we could hear me talk all day, but this ain't about me, it's about you. Which partner did you enjoy your biggest volleyball growth spurt? As, um, I'm not talking about physically, because at this level, everyone can jump, everyone yeah. can block. Um, you got a lot of tools in the toolbox, we all get that. Right. From the neck up, those muscles between your ears, and con- conquering some of these demons, or just a mental approach, which, was there one or two particular players where you had a, you felt you had a growth spurt? Um. I mean, I would probably just say Rosie. Um, I probably learned just the most from him, you know. It was my first time playing with like a, you know, one of the legends of the game. Um, so I got to learn so much from him. Um, before that, I was just playing with my brother and we were just growing together, learning from each other. Didn't really have that veteran leadership on the court. Um, so Rosie was kind of that first guy for me that I probably learned the most from. Yeah. Rosie's also like the Pat Riley of volleyball, right? Like if you want to get to the finals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now winning that—that's that's up to the two of y'all when you get there. Right. But but um, I think we both agree that that is something we affectionately refer to as one of those good problems. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, I guess at some point let's talk about your brother. Let's talk about that now, so we can get that part over with and have fun. Um, kidding. That's fun too. Now, the first meeting against your brother, um, I remember, and I remember Travis um, doing a great write-up, and one of the best writers in the sport, right? Yep. Big up He's to awesome. him, man. Because yeah. everybody else, honestly, they think they're good writers, but I, I don't mean to insult people, but some of y'all, some of y'all out there, that's like crayons from an ungifted child. Travis <laughs> can write. Yes, um, yeah. He said there was more level of excitement in the winner's bracket match against your brother than the actual finals. This is 2017. I'm gonna take you back five years. Mm-hmm. You played. You played each other twice. Yeah. I gotta take you back because yeah. you played 2,000 matches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. um, describe to me 
as best you can because five years is a long time ago and sometimes five years is yesterday because that's your brother, right? right? Describe to me what the atmosphere felt like, what the energy of the crowd felt like, what just being staring across the court at your brother, two former partners, right? Gib and, and Rosie mm-hmm. also play, were also partners. That's yeah. That was something that flew under the radar. Like, right. Wait, those guys were former partners too. Um, describe to me what the atmosphere, what it looked like to you, what it felt like. Was it different? Did it? Was there something that was like a level up um, as far as... Yeah, it was definitely different just because, I mean, it was 2017 Hermosa Beach, right? Um, so that was Rosie's, you know, home court, basically. So we had all the Rosie's Raiders there. Um, the crowd was massive. You know, the energy was flowing and just going against Taylor for the first time, you know that brought just another level of excitement um, going against, you know, your, not only your brother, but your former partner mm-hmm. after the breakup. So it was uh, definitely, definitely a good, uh, good match. We didn't play that well in that, in that winner's match game, but then we, we got to the finals and we played them again, like you said, and that was just back and forth battle. And, and we lost in three, unfortunately, a close one, but uh, yeah, it was a high level, high level game. Uh, a lot of intensity and yeah the crowd was awesome yeah i um and the finals went to three i think and yep. that one went to two but very exciting too I, I i was doing the beat back then um for a volleyball one-on-one and just covering it and like i said this isn't only a, a match that has like finals implications but could be the beginning of a sibling rivalry i bring you crab versus yeah. crab and everyone was like he's right <laughs> I think um, uh, as far as brother matchups, uh, if we had to do last 10, I think you've done pretty well. I think you're, you're, like, you're like six and four, yeah, seven he, and three. He kind of got me early on when we uh, first mm-hmm. were playing against each other. But in the past you know, few years, I think I have the upper hand on, on mm-hmm. uh, head-to-head matches. So yeah. yeah. You bring a lot to the toolbox too, right? You're, you are the crab that can play backward defense that can block no one ever considers you an undersized blocker because when you're when you play bigger than that they don't talk about those things right like right. i'm sure there's a significant height difference between you and phil or you and yeah. some of the some of the other bigger bigger guys but very much like ahmed right mm-hmm. no yeah. one will call him undersized because he's got the the reach and this right. and that so um i guess i'm trying to segue into theo because theo guys wait 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 Tell me who your new partner is. Theo Brunner. That's Theo Brunner. That's yeah. right. I saw it because I saw Theo playing with Allison and splitting block. Uh, I saw him out there just scrimmaging or whatever, having a good time yeah. against Dietrich and someone um, who I call Sexy Jesus. <laughs> but um, um, have you gotten the train with Theo? Is just, this, is just this a new so relationship? Far. This will be our first full week together um, starting today. So yeah. um, we're looking forward to it. Both of us are fired up, ready to go. Give me something you thought Theo did really well last year. Um, I mean, he does everything well, and he's known for his blocking and yeah. this and that. But give me, if you had to pick one thing that that you thought he did particularly well last year that helped him win Hermosa Beach, and and I was at the scene of the crime in the finals, right? Like yeah. Manhattan Beach was the finals too, right? Yeah. So yeah. talk to me. Yeah, I mean, obviously his blocking is his you know biggest, uh, I think, skill um, that he just takes over the net. You know, whether it's you know, a smaller guy or even a bigger guy. Theo is you know, like six eight, jumps really well, so he can get up as big as anybody else in the world. So uh, definitely looking forward to playing defense behind him, that's for sure. Okay, well, I'm not letting you get away with that. Let's be a little bit more specific. Something about blocking. Is it 
Uh, wait, wait he, time he, is a deception. Yeah, he's got a good dive in on the five. He has. Let's, really, let's talk volleyball. He can. His reach is really good. You know, mm-hmm. so he can kind of jump up straight, jump straight up and down, and reach to the sides very well. And yeah, block like the low line or the sharp angle. Um, yeah, so he doesn't really need to have that big explosiveness. He can kind of. He's got that fast twitch in him, so he can kind of pounce up really quickly. Um, which I think helps, you know, being able to do those fast reaches. Yeah, yeah. he's, uh, again, I'm a fan. That's the other guy. <laughs> I'm a fan of three players and two of them are on the same team. So get used to seeing a guy in the back with the Yankee hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I won't do no yelling, okay? Because <laughs> I, I had a yelling match with the Rosie's Raiders, but we went out to karaoke at Tower 12 the same night. Yeah, and that guy—I I forgot the guy. There's always one guy that's kind of like the ringleader. I can't remember his name, but he's—he's he's an older guy, and that dude didn't make sure I didn't have to pay for drinks all night. And I thought nice. that dude was a mensch, man. I thought that was really cool, and nice. and he's like, yeah. dude, just keep singing, man. Just keep yeah. singing, because that's—that's my escapism. Yeah, uh, I do oh, that okay. twice a week. Nice. Uh, um, my, my major is theater performance, so oh, wow. I'm not performing anymore. Right. You know, I did Broadway and off Broadway for like five years, but but um. So who's your coach? Who's going to be the coach? Uh, we just hired uh, another Brazilian, Pompilio uh, Mercadante. So excellent. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you got the name right because yeah. I mess it. I've known Pompilio for five years and I mess up his name all the time. Yeah. Um, that's actually a good two-headed choice, right? Is Leandro right? Who yep. I think is one of the best three coaches out there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I mean, if I had to pick three, I pick him. I pick Jeff Alzina. Yep. Um, uh, if we're, I guess if we're talking about the domestic scene. That mm-hmm. that, that could be a three way time. I just give everybody the respect, and I'll leave the audience to decide that. Right. But but Pompilio, um, I had the pleasure of working with him in the summer. Yeah. Um, as well as Leandro, and as well as Arturo, um, Jeff Samuels, um, member Oz Borges, Cuban yeah. guy, um, yeah. the best coach no one talks about. This is a guy who who's teaching these kids how to play real volleyball, mm-hmm. and when they switch to some of these other clubs. Some of the coaches they're teaching them more, and some of them are just jumping out in front of the parade and saying, right, that's, right. "That's me." But Oz, so I got to cite him. Oz is a mensch. So sorry if I'm talking too much, but I got to plug people we don't talk about. But what's one thing that attracted you to Pompeo? I mean, he's a very good drill-based coach, and he's very, very good at uh, um, getting as much information to you in so few words. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, well, I already worked with him. Uh, he worked. He was our assistant with Jose. When me and Tri first started the run for Tokyo, so he was our assistant nice. uh, for about um, half a year. Um, so we already, I've already worked with him and loved, you know, his style of coaching, his drills, and he's, you know, been on the world tour for many years, and you know, so he knows all those teams really well. So it's going to help with the, all the scouting. No doubt. Yeah, um, an example of him using fewer words uh, to for the most information. He once said in practice. Good serves makes good defense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the number one thing you can control is your serves. So if you can have a good serve, you don't have to worry about defense as much if you get them out of system, right? So you always always want a good serve, that's for sure. Well, I I personally think, well, talking about serve, I personally think that's, and professionally think, that's the one thing that divides mid-level open players to the higher echelon of open open, open players mm-hmm. right we're talking about indoor difference between double a and open is the middles probably right you right. need good middles but at this level you're always going to find guys that could block and set each other and blast the ball but serve is king yeah and good serves make good defense do you know 
I would have told you a whole paragraph where you could just listen to him instead of me <laughs> and say and not listen, not waste 30 seconds of me trying to explain that to you <laughs> like you're like you're a hole. And that's what Pompeo brings to the table. Yeah. Let's talk about you last year. Um, Self-examination. If you had to pick one thing, let's let's talk about the physical now. Let's talk about the neck down. If there's one thing that you could pick in your game fundamentally that you'd like to do a little bit better. You'd like to see a little bit, not significant improvement, because um, I mean, you're see, mm-hmm. you know, where where you can crash your decisions only so high. So, so all right. Question time. Give me one thing physically that you'd like to do a little bit better coming into the season. Uh, for me, it's been digging more of the hard driven balls that are coming at me you know mm-hmm. i've always uh um i've always read the game really well so picking up the shots have always been a little easier for me it's just mm-hmm. those you know getting dug in the pocket and those hard driven balls coming right at you or something that uh, i've been working on and trying to get better at for this year yeah is there such thing as being too low for the dig as far as hard driven on the beach uh, like in- indoor you know being low is really really good but mm-hmm. sometimes if you're too low like you ever see the way john digs mayor yeah he's balanced he's low yeah. but he's not i'd say balance is the number one thing right it's more important than being you know too low um yeah. that's for sure yeah i definitely agree so that's the one thing mm-hmm. all right how about how about from the neck up? What's what's one thing you like to do better? Um, um, you you do a really good job taking your care of your controllables. So these are all these are, take your time. These are challenge questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe just getting a little bit better um, in the uh, scouting department. You know, myself and not relying too much. You know, on the coach to do that. Right. Um, so whether that's just coming together with Theo and uh, talking about, you know, the strategy and stuff like that. Um, yeah, just kind of getting the intangibles for what we're going to do against the other team um, and not relying on the, on our coach to give us too much information on that. Yeah. Well, there's nothing in a world like video, right? You, mm-hmm. you, you, you see these patterns. Um, and believe it or not, even some players, even mathematically, you can figure them out. Mm-hmm. Like you played um, Case Beer and Allen in uh, the AVP, which I thought was their best tournament of the year. Yeah, um, I was I coached against them in the beginning. I was coaching Jeff and oh, um, okay. Jeff and um, Vaughn, and mm-hmm. we watched video the night before. And one of and my thirteen year olds from my, my club team, yeah, um, LA volleyball club, Jo Jason Allen, there's a Hawaiian mm-hmm. name. Um, my girl said every fourth shot, Case Beer goes high line power or high line shot. And I'm like, this ain't math. This is volleyball. What are you talking about? So we watched the video and it was cross, cross, cross line, cross, cross, cross line. And I'm like, you got to be good to know. You got to be kidding me. So then um, one of Chris Vaughn's friends, I forget his name. um, Ferrari, John Ferrari. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Played a masterful tournament at Coconut Beach a couple of years ago. He's terrific with Dentler. Sent us a text. He's like. 75% 75% of his shots across. And I'm like, yeah. did you say 70? Did you say 75%? Yeah. <laughs> Three out of four. So I'm actually going to show you. I'm going to put it up on camera. For I'm going to show you a graph because because um, I'm with John. I do pull charts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to show you Case Beer, a picture of um, Case Beer's activity. Actually, give me a second. So K- Case Beer's activity um, on the pull chart was ridiculous. I'm going to unplug this. I'm going to plug this into my phone. Let me show you how this works. All right. Let's double tap. And let's 
go. Let's put this on camera four. Sorry, let's do that. So let me see if I could blow this up. Uh, come on, dude. Nothing's, yo, technically nothing's working today right now, Chuck. <laughs> so basically, if you can see the zoom in on that, look at the very top. Yep. What does that look like? Like, look at the top left. Top it's left. cross, cross, cross line. Yeah. Cross, cross, cross line, right? So that's a pull chart for Jeremy on side out. And the and the, the one that's our left is like transition. Right. That's a transition thing where he just, follow, I guess, creates a string or wherever he goes. Mm -hmm. Now look at the one in the bottom. The one in the bottom right, that's Billy Allen. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a, a so we chose what we thought was the easier path to, to win it because Billy Allen that looks that looks gnarly that looks yeah. crazy so we didn't we didn't want anything to do with that but um and we we tried whatever first game's 24 22 and at the end of the day the better team won so mm -hmm. um so videotape is important yep but a piece of advice from a longtime coach, but also just a, a longtime human being. Mm -hmm. um, don't never watch too much where you suffer from paralysis through analysis. Yeah, right. What's right? Tell the audience what paralysis through analysis is. Tell them. Um, I mean, that's just <laughs> losing your mind, basically. You're taking in so much information. Yeah. That you you end up doing nothing. nothing yeah. yeah. Actually, let's talk a little bit more about the neck up. Um, we coaches, uh, most of the coaches I know. We want to talk about emotional highs and lows, all right? And we usually say for every five points you get emotionally too high, you're probably going to give up eight or nine on the lows. Um, they teach us big waves crash. Small waves, you could ride from peer to peer. Mm -hmm. So as the audience, as the crowd is cheering or the crowd is booing you and you face the crowd and you're like, come on, all right? You could do better than that. Or, mm -hmm. or come on, you know, like give it to me. I feel your, I feel your positive energy. Um, how do you, this is a weird question, but work with me on this one. How do you hit the reset button? You get a good block, you know what I'm saying? Or like someone tips it and you just like, boom, get that right. out of here. And maybe there's a little stir up and then, and then there's the crowd. Um, are you aware of, uh, are mindful of how to hit the reset button and not ride that wave too much? For sure. Let's talk yeah. about emotional highs and lows. The floor is yours, my man. Yeah, there's certain times, you know, I think for that and um i think energy is one of the biggest you know most important things uh mentally you know for the game so if i ever need kind of like a an energy boost or something i'll kind of get involved with the crowd or just with the other guys on the side on the other side of the net right yeah um that's when i need the energy boost and if i'm not playing well or when i am playing well and just like you said riding that wave um to do it then as well um get involved with the crowd um, but yeah, I mean, there's always a, I think after each point, there's always a, a separate reset button, you know, mm -hmm. um, whether that's, you know, just kind of, um, what I do sometimes is I, you know, go and touch the back line, you know, with my foot and that kind of resets me for the next point. Um, because in volleyball, you know, obviously it's one point at a time and every point's a, a new, a new strategy and a new, uh, game in itself. Yeah. Yeah. I, and one, I think it's good for the sport. I, I think the, there's my mic, the inter, the uh, uh, interaction with the fans in a sport that's still trying to find ways to grow and then grow again and grow again, right? It's, it's volleyball as a professional is the ultimate roller coaster ride. And I don't always mean that as a good way. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. And I think you know what I'm, mm -hmm. where, uh, where I was going with that. Um, but 
um, because you found a way to do that, you're good for the sport. It's good for the sport. And, and I hope I hope we get to see you out there doing more and more of that. So let's talk about um, lightning rounds, baby. 60 second cool. lightning round. We are going to talk about, let's pause that. Your three favorite venues to play. I'm going to give you 60 mm. seconds. Let's turn on my, um, there it is. There's our clock. Why does it say 59? No, no, no. It's supposed to be a minute, minute, minute. There you go. Um, so, Trevor, you have 60 seconds. You can get into detail. Or or if you're just a straight okay. and simple guy, just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I'll save the rest in the 30 seconds. Uh, um, what are your three favorite venues? And um, are we talking domestic? We can go anywhere. All right. Anywhere. How about three favorite venues in the world? Okay. The floor is yours, my man. All right. Well, obviously, I'm a little biased towards uh, Manhattan Beach. That's in my top three for sure, just because, you know, the atmosphere, the we got the best fans, I think, uh, you know, in the world here in Southern California. Um, and obviously just, you know, three, three pure wins. So that, that gets in the top three. Second one would probably be uh, Stad, Switzerland, just because oh, there's no wow. other venue like that. You know, you're playing up in the Swiss Alps, up in the mountains, um, in a, basically a ski resort. Um that's number, you know, top three as well. So last one in there. Uh, this one's tough. Um, I'll probably have to go with, um, probably have to go with Chicago as a sleeper, you know, yeah. just because uh, it's a great city. The backdrop is awesome, you know, and if you're a fan there, just looking at the volleyball, then looking it up at the... Uh, you know the buildings right there then you're on a lake as well so yeah it's pretty awesome you um chose two of your three venues you chose a a, a venue that the where the backdrop is uh, is like breathtaking like chicago in the back yeah like if you if you if you do the camera shot like the back shot and you see the buildings in the right. back very much like new york which is why yeah. new york is my favorite yeah um well manhattan beach that's a must i mean not only is it where people are playing their best volleyball at the right time? Not only is it a place, a tournament where like no matter what's happening, no one's going to miss. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but you won that with two different partners, right? Mm -hmm. You Your first one was Reed Pretty. Yep, yep. You guys split block? <laughs> yeah, yeah, split block. Yeah, that was one of, uh, when we first got together, mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, we need a, I want to keep split blocking. And, yeah. Um, so, and he was down for it. So it worked He's out. He's a super athlete too, yeah, right? Exactly. He's fresh out. He was fresh out of indoor with as minimal um permanent injuries as you can get mm -hmm. like usually when you're 38 and you decide to leave indoor your 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 body's done yeah. and how that guy because you know we train like idiots indoor <laughs> we, yeah. re we really do i yeah. mean you, you i mean you're training now you know soft impact teach, how to someone needs to teach you how to land <laughs> okay right. you could jump how do you land right. are you landing on one leg after you take off with two the, on that one leg yeah. Ooh, and um Oh, really quick match point did jose say you were blocking uh i kind of i think i kind of said something like i'm gonna go up and, yes. and block right here um, and it worked yeah <laughs> and jose is like yeah yes yeah. You, uh, show some respect yeah. respect this man he's going to block <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah i um i'm with you uh, really quick with me because i already did mine 100 times I, I did new york manhattan beach in new orleans um mm -hmm. there was something uh, um intimate and at the same time, festive about playing in New Orleans. I was there in 2021. Mm -hmm. Small tournament. It was yeah. Rafu and um, uh, Pewter against um, Evan Corey and Logan okay. Weber. 
and thus in cloth beat um the Brazilians by forfeit because of humidity. Oh wow. They cramped up. Wow. Both both players. It wasn't forfeit to one, it was forfeit wow, to both. both. Yeah. Also, I think you'll agree with me, there's something to say about playing in these regional ones or these next that or whatever you want to call them that prepares you physically for the other tournaments sure, where yeah. you only have to win like five games or yep. whatever yeah what do yeah you those are of? way more taxing on the body um which is you know mm. obviously a reason we don't play those <laughs> but because we need a break but uh yeah those you got to play like the tournaments are only two days instead of three so you gotta cram all those matches into two days instead so if you can get through one of those and come out on top then physically the other tournaments you know shouldn't mm -hmm. be a problem obviously you're playing against better competition so that's gonna it's a whole another game ball ball game right there but uh yeah it really right. is so um all right let's say you got a young person he's playing indoor but he's got a little bit of interest in the beach one minute 60 seconds again i want you to give this young person he could be 16 he could be 18 he could be a little pup he could be my could be my six-year-old daughter for christ's sakes I want you to give me three sales pitches on what you like on the beach uh, over indoor. You are qualified because Punahou High School, you you play basketball and volleyball. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, I want to say basketball for the end, so yeah. we just have a little fun. Right. But I, of course, I got to cover my volleyball bases so other yeah. podcast malpractice. Right. So give me three sales pitches because oh, for, I forgot Long Beach State, yep. right outside OH, right? Yep, yep. Um, yeah, three sales pitches. Uh, what you like about the beach over indoor? Go. Uh, number one, you're outside on the beach next in the whether you're in the sand or also next to the ocean, right? You can't beat that. Um, number two, you get to work on all the skills. You're not just set at one position. So if you're a middle blocker and you never get to pass or play defense, now you get to come to the beach. You get to do everything, right? Um, lastly, um, I think just you know, you get to just go out, you can just go out there and play games with your, your buddies, you know, two on two, four on four, whatever right. it is. Um, that's one of the best ways to get better as well as just going out and playing uh, games with your buddies. Yeah. I think there is something to be said about choosing your partner too, instead of indoor where uh, a lot of yeah. your partners are chosen for you and six is right. That's, that's always going to be. Yeah. Yeah. You only have to deal with one other guy, you know, mm -hmm. choosing one partner. Um, you don't have to deal with a whole team and getting a worry about getting along with the whole team yeah. yeah um also there's no bench on the beach i mean as a coach you know in the club scene some of these indoor parents are like gangster rappers for christ's sake yeah and they walk you're walking around me mugging people at anaheim convention center it's like dude relax <laughs> you've won <laughs> okay chill <Yeah. laughs> and but outside the mothers are like they got a little wine in the back mm -hmm. right they're eating chicken fingers yeah. <laughs> so all right so moving right along because guys, this is gonna be a shorter episode. This ain't this ain't a two and a half hour pop, guys. Um, at what point was there a particular tournament? Because I ask everybody this question, I have to ask you: mm -hmm. um, Is there a particular tournament or a match where there, at some point in your volleyball life, that you left that tournament or that match that was like, okay, this um, this is who I am. This is what I'm gonna do full time. Or I can be, or I can be, I can do this for real. Mm -hmm. Or this is what I want to be when I grow up. Go ahead, babe. Uh, I think maybe going back to when I first started, uh, I was playing with a guy named Steve Vanderwerp. Yeah. Um, and uh, we qualified for uh, Huntington Beach AVP. I was like my third, second or third ever AVP. 
and qualified. Um, and then that was kind of the moment, I think. One of the moments where I was like, okay, I'm here. I'm with the top top guys in the in the U.S. I qualified. I made it. So let's give this thing a go and see where we can go. Nice. Yeah. All right. So we got one more thing to do. We got lightning rounds just for you because the last two times you came on and <laughs> we had fun with lightning rounds. I think you were like Kobe Bryant, <laughs> yeah. right? Um. So lightning round questions, and then. I want to talk about one, just something, something fun at the end. I know we got a hard stop, and I'm keep keeping track of time, cool. and we both are. So, let's start the clock, and this is all for you. These are quick questions, and quick answers. If you need to elaborate, take your time because yeah. the way you're going, you'll probably be done with 20 seconds to spare. You are an efficient dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, all right, let's start the clock, and here we go. Uh, favorite comedian. Ooh. Um. I gotta go with, I guess, Dave Chappelle. Me too. Our last good book you read? Um, Talent is never enough. Wow. Oh, Mar- Marvel or DC? Um, Marvel. Cool. Pool or beach? Beach. Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? Lord of the Rings. Favorite sport outside of volleyball? Basketball. Nice. Favorite action film star growing up? Growing up, like the first one that came to your mind. Yeah. Um, I guess Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> nice. Um, favorite athlete growing up? Carl uh, Malone. Wow. Dude, I love this guy. Last question is going to require 10 seconds. Are you the best player in the world? Yes. Perfect. That's <laughs> Yes. Okay, I'm old school, but I'm going to educate some of these new school school people. For anyone that's ever watched Ghostbusters, right? Mm-hmm. The woman asked him if he's a god. He says no, and she, she almost threw him off the roof. And then they <laughs> saved each other, and they pulled each other up. And Ernie Hudson says to Dan Aykroyd, next time someone asks if you're a god, you say yes! <laughs> so I'm glad you said that. Um, are you a Lakers fan? I am. Uh, not yeah. as much anymore. No. Uh, I, was, I was the Kobe fan, that's why. Yeah, so followed the once, Mamba. Once he retired, I was kind of, I didn't really care too much about them. Yeah, I guess because he left a big void to fill, right? That yeah. that even even LeBron, yeah, who who I think is the off the court goat and, and very close to the on the court goat, mm-hmm. uh, is hard to fill, right? Yeah, exactly. He, I mean, we're having goat discussions, but I'm like, geez, is he even the best Laker? Right, <laughs> right? Think, right? I mean, yeah. think about all the old Kareem, right, Magic, Shaq, my, just yeah. what? Wow. So you didn't watch last night. I was at the game. Oh, you Actually, were? Yeah, I went to the game. Uh, my cousin was in town from Hawaii, so they w- went to the game and uh, brought me there. So I, I go—I probably go to like one game every other year or something. Yeah. What um, was with the non-calls and the fouls, dude? Oh, yeah. Well, there was also there was just no defense anymore in, right. in the NBA. So it's like the score is out of control. But yeah, it was a good game. and Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to win this year? Uh, I'm I'm hoping the Nets. I'm a KD fan, so that's my team. Nice. I yeah. left the Knicks. Yeah, I le- <laughs> Trevor. We got about maybe a minute left. I left the Knicks. Good, I couldn't do choice. it anymore. Yeah, it's, I couldn't do. It's, yeah, they're and, terrible. And tell you what, when Dolan sells the team, come see me. But yeah. but until then, I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, Flatbush Avenue. 
make mine the nets yeah. you know and uh, i mean in the beginning you had one guy that didn't you didn't even know he's going to play volleyball right. i forgot that dude from philly right yeah. then you got this dude that think that thinks the earth is flat yeah. and then you got kevin durant that wants to be traded and i'm like Ooh, did i just jump out of the frying pan right. and into the fire good, but they turned it around and they're yes. doing good yeah they are and yeah. like we thought they would yeah like exactly. we thought you have a bunch of winners and you just need a coach that that can show them a little guidance but at the same time um get out of their way exactly yep. but make sure they don't they get out of their own way mm-hmm. cool man so i got some good reads behind you man I, uh, tim kennedy stars and stripes that's the one on your right shoulder okay. barack obama i'm i'm a i'm a Barack Obama, I'm not going to get into politics, but he's he's the, my favorite president in my lifetime. Yeah, um, he's just a good statesman. Where the world sees that guy and is like it respects him, and mm-hmm. I'm like, but but I'm like the last two. I'm just like, God, if I lived in Italy, I'm like that dude's a clown. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right, so people want to know more about Trevor. Uh, um, is there your IG? Uh, give me your IG handle, or is there a particular website that uh, they 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 want to be down? They want to know what you've been up to, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, I got a website. It's just my name, trevorcrab.com. Uh, IG is kingcrab808. Um, so yeah, check me out. Um, and if yeah, if you ever see me in in public, just come mm-hmm. say hi and what up. All right. Um, yeah. All right. So listen, when Manhattan Beach comes around, let's get you in. Let's get Theo in. I, I got. Great whiskey upstairs, nice, vodka. We perfect. can we can we can take our time with this. I know you're running a tight schedule, and I am, as a, a podcaster and a volleyball coach and commentator, but moreover an avid fan of yours. Mm-hmm. I'm an admitted fan. I'm eternally grateful. So thanks for this. All right, awesome. all right, guys. So Trevor might love you guys, but I don't like you. In fact, I can't stand any of you. So for all of you at home, for all of you on your iPad, for all of you on your desktop, who runs the world? Old school people. Old school for my man. Trevor Crab. I'm Jason DeBiz. This is the episode 161 of the Option Podcast. And stay with me. I'm going to hit my music and we're out. Later. Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.